to see you. Long time no speak. Ah, yeah. yeah. Good to see you uh, too. Can you explain how we know each other? So we know each other through like uh, an English uh, app. Uh, I can't say the name. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, Saudi Arabia, about many things, and you were curious to know what's, what are the changes that are happening right now in my country. So we're doing, that's why we we're doing this interview. And can you just give like a, a brief introduction to yourself, who you are, what you do? Okay, so I'm 24, I'm Saudi. I have lived in Saudi Arabia my entire life. I live in the capital city, Riyadh. Uh, I work now at a at a gym. Um, I graduated from college. Uh, I almost have like a a normal life, but not like an easy life, but kind of normal life. So that's me. Okay, and you were explaining just before we start recording that you had to wear the mask. It's I think it's quite interesting point. Can you, can you just explain as to why you got to wear the mask? Yeah. Okay. So if you're doing like an interview, or maybe if you're like a an indoor something, yeah, you kind of should wear the mask. But if you're outdoor, it's kind of fine to not wear the mask. So that's why. Okay. So what what are the rules currently? Okay. Yeah. So we have many rules. The first one is like an app. We have an app called Tilakina. This app shows your uh, health state if you're infected or not. If you're if you took your three do two doses or no and if you were with someone who was infected or no and shows also your driving license your id your also health passport it's kind of everything so it's a really good app and the second so you should show this app every time that you go in any place uh, indoor to a pharmacy supermarket uh, etc uh, the second rule it's necessary or it's like mandatory to take the second dose and now they make it really mandatory to take the third dose for the for the people that they that they've um, between 18 until 60 60 yeah until 60 those uh, people they should take the doses the third the third dose but they should uh, the, so the so the difference time between the second dose and the third those I guess 10 months 10 months or mm -hmm. eight months so yeah, it's kind of mandatory and you can't travel the third rule you can't travel without taking uh, the second and the first dose and also if you're a foreigner and you want to come to Saudi Arabia you should take the both doses and the first rule is if you're coming from a specific country like now South Africa they have like the new chain of coronavirus so now we don't we don't uh, uh, accept. So they 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 stop the the flights uh, from Saudi Arabia to South Africa. So yeah, you can't come. And if you're coming from South Africa and then you 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 travel to Egypt and then you want to come back to Saudi Arabia, no, you can't because you you've been to South Africa. So those are the rules. Okay, and the the app that you just spoke about. This existed pre-coronavirus. So, no. 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 Yeah. So we we had this app during the curfew. So if you want to go 
outside during the curfew you should have this app gives you like a permission to go and now and then after that they made it as, as something necessary to have it and the good thing if you're a father and you have kids and you have a wife so it's kind of fine to just show them yours and it's okay okay and it's used for getting into restaurants bars gyms yeah yeah schools also Okay, yeah, I mean, I've said this to you before when we spoke that that is like a hot topic in England and it's just been announced the other day that to get into places you've got to show, I think it's either a negative test or a proof of vaccination. Mm. But we, it's it's quite a, an issue because it feels like people are turning to like a papers please country. So you have to show your papers to show you exist, which is the way it's turning. I mean, I'm I'm not sure about it because of of historic reasons where that goes to. But I also think that based on the current situation of being alive during a pandemic, it's like, well, what are you supposed to do? Like, what's the the boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in for a government to do? But you don't you don't have a government so to say in Saudi Arabia do you? is it a rule is it ruled by a king or, or something I, I'm not sure how the system works there okay so the whole country uh, runs by the king King Salman but like those decisions like the health decisions they're like a, a, pre, a prime minister so he's the prime minister of minister of health so he does all of those rules, but it gets too many steps before that. So he can't just come and, oh, you want to do that. He needs to do like a meeting with uh, doctors and also with the Ministry of Labor and also with the Ministry of Education. And then they see if it's good or not. It's like for school. Now we, we still have a live school for elementary school because they they saw it's not good to make it to make it uh, just going to school so yeah so the, there's no voting system no no democratic system no you don't have it it runs by the, the royal family the country but the ministries no there are like prime prime ministers for that and do people have any input into the ministries? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, is there any... They could change the rules or something? Yeah, is there any input from the people's opinion into the ministries? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like for the Ministry of Labor or the Ministry of uh, HR, uh, you know, resource, the people were complaining about why they're not giving Saudis opportunities to work, why they're just giving those opportunities to other people. And then after that, um, they changed everything and they let Saudis to work in many like, uh, different jobs, like high positions. So what? who were the people who were getting the, the opportunities? Was it people from Western countries? Yeah, no, no, from Middle East, like Syria, Lebanon, Jordan. Okay, and what type of opportunities were these? Were they uh, low-paid jobs? Or? No, it's like a high-paid job. Okay. 
And when did this change? How recently? Three year, three years, I guess. Three years ago. Would, would you say there's been a lot of social change in Saudi Arabia? A since? lot, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess through I know you're you're only twenty four. Mm. But from I'd say I'd say when you were ten years old till now, what changes have you seen that have been big in the country? Okay. As a woman, we can drive. That's a good thing. The second thing, we can't travel without taking a permission. Before that, I need to go to my dad. And if I'm married, I need to go to my husband. If he's okay, then he needs to, he needs to do like a paperwork and then like give me like a permission for like five years. And then if that expired, I need to come back and do that again. And also, I can't live alone. If I live alone, then my family they could go to the, to the police and just do like a report that, oh, um, our daughter, she's she she's missing or she's caped or something. And then they will take me again to my family's house. Uh, also, if you have like a criminal records, um, stealing anything, robbery, blah blah, blah they'll give you an, uh, they will put you in prison. And then if your sentence finished, you go to another prison. It's kind of like a prison because. Uh, there's a specific time to wake up, specific time to uh, sleep. You can't watch uh, anything, just two channels on the TV. There's a specific uh, food for you. Uh, it's like a, you know, like in Western, if you're a teenager and if you did a crime, then they will put you in like a jury, they call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of the same here, so... Yeah, but now that changed. Uh, if you did your sentence, you can go out. It's fine if you finished your sentence. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, before that, if I want to work or study, I need to take permission also as a woman. Um, also, there are a lot of changes, to be honest with you. Yeah, we didn't have the opportunity to work in any place. There's like a specific place for us. Can you imagine before that, if I want to work at the mall, I can't work at the mall. And when did this change? So when did it go from you need permission for pretty much existing to now having more freedom? The first thing about like working at the mall as a like a as a selling things to people that started six years ago or something, people were really mad at that, really. And then about the with the woman driving, the working, the taking, not taking permission, traveling outside without taking permission, that started maybe four years ago or something when uh, NBC um, Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, took uh, his rule. He changed a lot of things inside the country, not just for women, a lot also. So was this a change of uh, the person in power? This was a change of uh, the royal family, like the actual leader of the country. Once that person changed, then the rules started to change. Yeah. Yeah. And can you outline any other changes, not just for, for women, but maybe certain mm. laws can you tell me any more okay so we have like like a vision called the 20 uh yeah the 2030 vision <laughs> it'll be on 2030 this vision this vision um it's 
it's really, really, it's, it's, it's like a big shifting for our country from depending on oil to depend on other things like uh, sports, like uh, um, industry side, many things. So before that, we were depending on tourism also. Before that, we were just depending on oil. And this vision makes our country to not depend on just oil, to depend on tourism, industry, uh, technology, health, science. So that's the vision. What else is outlined? What's specifically outlined in this vision? Is there a certain amount of money that needs to be revenue needs to be generated from certain industries what what's specifically outlined so yeah so uh, there are many projects for this vision uh, there there is the new project this project if it's uh, if i'm not mistaken it's in the we- the west of my country no sorry the the east no the west sorry so it's okay. it's, yeah, so it's like a big city. Um, yeah, uh, it has a side of technology, side of, side of health, uh, the side of uh, sport, the side of also luxury. So it's like a big, amazing city that gives you the opportunity if you're a scientist to 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 do your own science in this city so they want to make it like the first one city not just in health science also in tourism luxury Uh, they want Saudi Arabia to be one of the first three countries in health science sport tourism so that's the first one Hume city the second one Al-Qadiyya Al-Qadiyya city uh, it's located in Riyadh and also the the other one Hume there's a uh, it it will be it will be extended from Saudi Arabia until Egypt and Jordan, so we'll have like a train between us and between uh, Jordan and Egypt. So if you want to go to Egypt, you can go by train. So a good thing. Uh, the second one, Al Qadiyya, it's a big city that has that has like a kind of Disneyland, a museum park, uh, interesting things, um, music. Many things before that we didn't have like a music institution. Since um, when was this? When was this implemented? Two years ago. Well, there was no, there was no music. music institution school like music school. We didn't have it. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have also tourism three years ago, I guess four years ago. Yeah, yeah. if you want to go to Saudi, yeah, if you want to go to Saudi Arabia, you have just two visas. The first one. For pilgrimage, this or going to Mecca. The second one is just for working, so you can just come as a visitor to Saudi Arabia. Wow! So that this is a very short time frame for all these changes to take place. It feels like the whole whole society has changed over the past six years. That yeah, a lot. And now we're having real season also. Real season, very good. It's it's also it's it's like a it's one of the things that attracts tourists to come to Saudi Arabia. I showed you we have one to run the land, but it's not like the one in England. It's like big and has many um, different things from the one in in England. We have also Boulevard. I showed you. It looks like in New York. It looks like <laughs> I happen to be honest with you. So 
they want to do now like attract they want to now attract tourism from now by real season the season by bringing justin baber he came three years ago and the formula you saw the formula yeah formula. yeah uh, it was in jeddah so you're going to do that first because the media to be honest with you the, the western media media gives this idea to westerns that oh it's so dangerous to live in saudi arabia it just has mm. tourist and it's really difficult country to live in it's just desert and hot and it's not really good but now no 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 it's like one of the safest country in this entire world we have really a low uh, percentage of crimes to be honest with you uh, also it's not really it's just real the capital it's kind of hot but it's not a lot now it's really good weather now Uh, we have really a diversity in our clim- climate. Um, no, and also, it's not like desert. So when Justin came with his crew, they were so surprised. Oh, they have Nando's, they have um, <laughs> Caribou, they have Starbucks, they have Dunkin' Donuts, they have... Uh, so they were really surprised. So I guess it's a good thing to start right now, to change this idea by bringing... activities and visitables yeah because a lot of the stuff you've told me or when you've shown me i've been surprised because it's like oh i had that idea of just thinking it was desert and (laughs) yeah but it seems that it's becoming more not more like a western country but the, the maybe some of the western values are creeping in what Is a reaction though, like socially from people to people like the changes or other people who wish that it was how mm. it was before? The old generation, they're not okay with that. But the new generation like me, 1997, 1996, 1991, they're okay with that. And I guess it's kind of normal if you're bringing someone who's 50 or 60 and you're changing his entire world to something else, we'd feel... like nostalgic you would feel that way so i guess it's normal and uh, you mentioned that there's the, the crime rate is low in yeah. saudi arabia yeah it's the, what's the so say if I, i go out and i commit robbery mm. or what is there a certain specific punishment that i'll receive or does is there's a punishment change by a trial Mm-mm. So above robbery, it's not really common. We don't have that because I guess because if you're Saudi and you're really poor, there's like a, a specific um, it's not it's like a support for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they give you every month as a money if you're a divorced woman, if you're a widow or something, they give you also money for that. If you're a, if you're a student at college, they give you so. Not all Saudis are rich. Mm-hmm. Most of them, they're middle class. But we have, like, good money because we don't have taxes. Uh, we don't have, like, uh, property taxes. We don't have that. So you will not be afraid that Saudi will commit the crime. And if you're talking about foreigners, most of them, they're just coming from work. And if they do really something bad, they will just go to their country. So they will not. they will not be able to come back again and that would be really a big thing to do because you will lose a lot of things 
like if you imagine the Indian currency, uh, if you, sorry, um, do like a comparison between the Indian currency and the Saudi, you will see that's really good to work here. So we don't have that a lot of crimes due to the, the like the income, but due to the balance that we do. And if you kill someone, there's like an execution, so you can't. It's not like you will spend 10 years or 20 years and or forever, and then it's fine. You can go. You can go. No, they will do an execution, and also you need to pay for the government's right. So there's like a the person's right and the government's right. The person are okay with that, and he doesn't want money. He could. So let's suppose that someone kills my daughter. I can ask for money, and I can also ask for for just do the execution. Okay, it's up to me. But the government's right. No, he needs to give the government the money because you did like a you just you it's like a, something that disturbs um, the environment. So you need to give mm-hmm. the country money for that. So it's like it's about the rules. So you think that the the reason there's less crimes committed and it's a safe place to live is because the support that the the government is giving to the Saudi people? Yeah, I guess so. Because if you're not having a lot of like a poverty, like a high percentage of poverty, you will you will eliminate that. Yes, because a lot of crimes that are committed are in the poorer areas of society. And you have you have mentioned to myself that you actually receive quite a lot of support as a student yeah, from when you, yeah when I was at college. So when you're at college, can you outline some of the support you receive from the Saudi government? Okay, so you will you will, they will give you money every month, and if you finished your first semester and you did a really good job, your grade was really high, your GPS. They'll give you like a real, like an, they will award you for that. So that's the first thing. The second thing, if you want to complete your master's degree and you did your, and you did the IELTS exam and the result was really good, you can apply for study abroad. You can study in England, Australia, America. They will give you the money for that every, every month. They will give you a kind of salary to live in this country and also to complete your master's degree. You're also PhD if you want to do your PhD so that's kind of support that they do also for school and yeah yes so when you when you go into college you also you're not paying any no, fees we, are you no there is no fees it's free or so it is it's free and this has always been the case even yeah. before six years ago yes okay so obviously the difference in the UK is that we get into a lot of debt. I think it, it's around about nine thousand pounds a year mm. just for studying, and then that debt comes on to yourself. I'll explain this to you. Yeah, that's... and the, a lot of the support that you receive it depends on your family's income. So if you have a high family income, then you're going to receive less. So a, a lot of students, even if you're on the the lowest bracket, end up working part time jobs as well as studying. So is that not the case in Saudi Arabia? Is it rare for a student to be working at the same time as studying? Yeah, it's kind of was kind of rare, 
but it will happen if you work in a like if you study in a private school uh, on your family's uh, support. Yeah, it's kind of sometimes no, sometimes you will have this. Yeah, I will have this, but it's kind of rare because all the family that they send their 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 uh, their kids to a private university, they have the money. They're rich. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. With the, the subjects that you study at university, is that driven from your own interest or would that be driven from somebody else's interest? Because you mentioned before how six years ago you would have to ask permission for leaving mm-hmm. the house. So, for example, if you're studying a certain subject at university or studying a subject wherever you are, would you be kind of persuaded to go in one direction yeah so i chose my uh, my college degree my specialty not it, was, it wasn't my choice but uh, so what do you do here so i did uh, i did um, a foundation year okay and then after that i got my gps and there 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 were a lot of uh uh specialties to uh, specialty to choose there were uh, medical college epidemiology radiology blah 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 so you will rank all of your all of all of uh, all of those things and then after that depend on the sort of candidates then you will see a result so yeah my result was epidemiology uh, I started doing that it was really cool because my university, they did their contract with the Southern Denmark University. So it was like an interesting things to study. I studied a lot of good things, but it was a good experience. It was not like, okay, you will study on the government's support and then you'll have like a shitty teaching or something. No, it was good. Uh, like that um like the medical you know that that um the dentist uh area in our in our university it, it was running by university in america texas university and mine was denmark and radiology was australia so it was good Sounds so the quality was good yeah. yeah how do you feel about you you mentioned before a little bit about the western media's approach to saudi arabia and what gets reported mm. uh, what what's your opinion on that what 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 do you think that gets reported about saudi arabia as a nation now they think that we are just our uh, the government uh, is controlling us as a saudi and we don't have the voice to say anything we live like uh, in in a bad country. We don't have the right to say anything. We don't get our rights. We are just living in a shitty place. But that's completely wrong. I have all my rights as a uh, as a student, as also woman. Before that, I was not having, but now everything everything changed. To be honest with you, so we have all our rights. Uh, if I get sick and uh, and also and there is no solution for my sickness, then they will send me outside with someone 
my mom or my dad, they will be with me. So you will not find it in every country. And if I if I got married and then I wanted to get divorced and I didn't have the job, they will give me a support every month and every six months they will give me. So it's like a completely wrong idea about the like the Western media what they try to to do. Like we don't have our rights. We live like in a weird country. We don't have any things. To be honest with you, before we didn't have the right as a woman to do anything, but that changed, and it's kind of normal because our country before that it was it, it was running by like a, a religious mind because that was the situation before that, and now everything changed. Like Western before twenty hundred years was running by the church, and now so it's kind of normal to to do that and to be honest with you not just about the religion but it's a good thing if they take every every thing and apply it it's about the culture so yeah yeah, yeah well if you've had a, a state that's been ruled on the one specific idea for 2000 years did you say Mm-mm. and then that suddenly changes it's a big change to the actual culture of the place so it, it's not surprising that there'll be people who don't agree with it. Or well, I, I think we have many tribes. Tribes. Yeah. How do you mean by that? You have many tribes. Tribes. We have many tribes. Like it's not. It's not like uh, other countries. We have families. We have tribes. We have the biggest tribes that runs this place in Saudi Arabia. This city in Saudi Arabia. So. It's kind of hard to just do the change without thinking about those tribes, the bad ones. Yeah. So you should think before you do anything, because people grow up with those things. You can't, you can't just come and change everything, and you can't take your identity. So our culture, there are many good things inside our culture, and there are also things that are not good, and it's normal in every culture. So your culture is your identity. If you're trying to give up on that, then you will lose your identity. And the good thing that our country are doing right now, they're not giving up in everything in our culture. They're taking what's the good thing and they're removing what's the bad thing, like taking permission if you want to study or work as a woman or if you want to deliver a baby. So, yeah. And what do you think at the moment is a bad thing that still remains? In Saudi Arabia, mm, the bad thing. But that will change in the, in two thousand thirty. The um the high percentage of unemployment. We have many Saudis that are not employed, and that's starting to change. Um. So yeah. That's the only thing take? that we need to hurry up on it. Uh, what what have they taken that's good about your culture? The good thing about my culture, we are conservative, so it's a good thing, I guess. So that's the good thing, but not in everything. Uh, we are real. We love our religion. That's a good thing. Um. Also, we really support anyone who is weak, so it's a good thing. 
like supporting someone. So to yeah, and there's also a good thing that our government do. So if you have if you're if you're paralyzed or you have cancer or any kind of disability, blind or deaf or any kind of disability, they'll give you a money every month and they will give you a driver. They'll give you uh, also someone who takes care of you. So it's a good thing. That's what I like about my culture also. And that's part of our culture. You mentioned before about the penalty for murder mm. being um, an execution. Mm. Is that always the case? Yeah, always the case. And it will be always like that. You th do you think that will be an area that... You, sorry, so you don't think that's going to be an area that's going to change in the future? Yeah, and, it, and I hope that it will never change because that's the only thing that will stop people from killing. Like there are there are other countries. If you kill someone, you will stay in prison for ten years or fifteen years. So it's easy to just kill or give like a hitman. He will kill for you and he'll stay for ten years if they catch him. So mm -hmm. yeah. So with that being the case, what is the uh, is there a is there a low murder rate in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, almost we don't have. It's really, really, really rare. Really rare. And do you, do you think that's because of the, the punishment being an execution? Yeah, imagine if you kill someone, you will be dead. There is no way of escape. You can't escape from that. So it's difficult to kill. Because you're thinking, oh, I'm going to kill him, then they will kill me. I'm going to cut his hand, they will cut my hand. So it's difficult to do this. I'd say there's there's rumors that go around. I think one of the the rumors I've probably heard about Saudi Arabia is that if you steal, you could potentially lose like a a finger they, or a hand. <laughs> it's a funny thing. So this thing is really common to apply before, and now we don't have it. Why it's really rare to apply that because you need to have, I guess, five witness or six witness that they witnessed the robbery. So it's difficult to find five or six at the same time. And they should be really a good people. They have really good background, blah, blah, blah. So it's almost impossible to apply that before. And it was so rare before to apply that. And almost 10 years, they didn't do that. And they removed, they removed it. So it's kind of a habit. No, so it's, it's been moved on from quite a while now it's not just it's not it, changing it was the there yet. it was it was there but it didn't apply to it because there's like a specific rules not if i see someone okay i'm just gonna call the police and they, they will cut his hand no there's <laughs> rules for that you know it's really difficult to do that yeah it's not just so simple as like he's stealing and they just pin him down yeah. and chop no, his no, hand no, off. Hard. no it's hard <laughs> so uh, also the, these executions uh, is it public it was public before. Okay, but so are the executions? But now, no. No. Mm. Okay, and so when did the this? With sword, they we do, we do we do it with sword. Okay, when when did they stop becoming public? I have no idea, but for my dad's age, he's he witnessed he witnessed two, but then he said after that it didn't see. My dad, he's like uh, 48 mm. or 7. Oh, where would they be held? Uh, I have no clue. I'm assuming it would just be in a city 
it's you know it's not a city it's um how can I explain that to you when my dad told me it's not a park but it's like a big area that people could watch and then they kill but they did it for one time so there was like a a story real story for someone his name is Rashash and they did a tv show about that Uh, they published the tv show everywhere in this entire world so this guy he went to Mecca and he killed everyone in Mecca and it's taboo in Islam to kill just like to kill a bird or an ant in Mecca so you can't do that he was trying to control Mecca and uh, it was it was like it was like a battle to be honest with you so he did many bad things to people Uh, he was a killer so they did that to him they I guess they took his face and they put it for like three days or two days yeah it's quite sad to see where there's these people who take religion and do extremely terrible things in the name of that what was he doing this in the name of the religion when he, he wanted this? to control he wanted to he, first he started on the highway he was just stealing and killing stealing and killing with his friends and then after that he wanted to control Mecca and control Saudi Arabia so um, it's not because of religion he hated the government I guess so so that's why I didn't watch the TV the, the, the TV show but it was really good uh, if you want to watch it so he shows how much grudge and how people try to take the religion as an excuse to do bad things okay what what was it called the documentary uh, was wait a second no problem uh rashash r a s h a s h okay yes i'll definitely give that a look how does it feel uh, when you hear stories from uh, say western countries or even in syria for example where there's your religion being used as uh, an excuse to commit awful things how does it feel being being part of that religion as it feels very bad, like Christians, when they see, um, like, there's, like, a cult in Armenia. They try to do those things to kill people and try to control some part of Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. So it feels bad because it's really just not, it's not a way to to do your crazy thing or to kill anyone. If you want to kill, then kill. You, you need to have an excuse or try to do something just because you want to kill. Some people they said, "Oh, I'm I'm mentally ill. Then it's okay to kill. I'm a drug dealer. It's fine to kill. I'm a, I'm addicted to heroin. So I don't know. I just killed him. So it's really a ridiculous thing." Yeah, it's, it's they went for a stage where uh, in Europe there was quite frequent uh, terrorist attacks, and they would claim association to ISIS, uh, obviously Islamic State. Was there any threat to yourself uh, from ISIS? Uh, yeah, they yeah they did a they they uh, they explode a bomb in a mosque in the west of my country in the east story. They did for two or three mosques. So, 
that's with that it's yeah so it's yeah you see it's yeah it's how muslims explode a mosque so they're not they're trying to control the middle east or the gulf countries and they they don't know how to do it so oh let's go by religion because if you're having something that's like like money or religion you can't control anyone um i'm a religious person just come with me i want to control the world i want to raise my religion just go with me and in the end they're not religious they're just hiding did you have any we had issues where people would um join isis from england so there was uh, a pretty famous one now called shamima begum or something mm-hmm. and she became a saudi bride bride not bride mm-hmm. and she went to join isis and then once obviously it all fell apart what they were doing she was trying to get back into the uk and say that she was like brainwashed or can, and she's changed uh, did you have any any similar people from saudi arabia who joined isis is there any story yeah uh we have i but i don't remember the stories but they went to syria not iraq if i'm not mistaken they were children, like 18 to 17, they went to Syria trying to do jihad. And then they end up um, just really scared and they didn't know how to do anything. They they wanted to come back to the country and then I guess they solved it. They came back. And how has your country been affected by the, uh, the, the conflict that goes on in the Middle East? Uh, we, we've spoken before mm-hmm. where you've said you, you're quite safe country but well yeah, yeah. obviously ISIS doing an attack on a on a mosque in, in your country is still yeah that was like uh, that was in, when I was in high school it was like seven or eight years ago yeah and then after that they didn't do anything um, so if you look to our border we share the border with uh, Yemen and we share also with the, the Gulf countries uh, Kuwait with also Qatar with Bahrain also so we're really really far from Syria and Lebanon and Turkey the closest things to us is Jordan that's not really close it's like 10 hours driving and Jordan's quite safe it's really mm-hmm. a safe country uh, they're not affected by Iraq or by Turkey or by Lebanon or Syria they're really safe so we're not really close we're in the middle like if you look to the to the map, Saudi Arabia is in the middle. Hmm. So it looks that's really close to every place, but it's not affected by by every place. That's so really tricky. And so we're not affected. Do you, even though you're not particularly affected by it, does your government provide like support for either side? Like I know that we'd probably join the side of when America was. In the war against like Afghanistan or in Iraq, mm-hmm. we do like drone bombs, mm-hmm. drone strikes, and like kind of join in on, on the war, which would become irritating mm-hmm. because it felt like we were just going with what America said. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything like politically that happens in Saudi Arabia where they'll like choose a side of a of a war? Yeah, it was it was when when there was a conflict in Bahrain. 
so group of people they're trying to turn on on the on the Bahraini's government and then Saudi uh, soldiers they went to help that was I guess the only thing that I remember but does it try to keep itself uh, out of conflict Beca because we share the border with Bahrain the east border so it would never feel good um, because all the government or the sorry or the Gulf countries are running by royal families so it's kind of this is the best way for my opinion to run a place so if a country are changing or there's something bad that happens then uh, the Bahraini government called my government and then they sent soldiers so and they fixed the problem so they do it but not just not in every situation or not for everything for something that really affects us and for and something that's coming from our friends. Uh, you mentioned the, you think that the the best way to run a country is through uh, like a royal family, so to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. So what, well, firstly, why do you think that? And also, mm. what's your opinion on a, let's say, democracy, like a Western perspective of running a country? <laughs> I think if you're having a royal family, then they're taking care of the land because they, it's their home. If you're having a president, he thinks that I'll just stay for five, six years. I need to save money. I'll just go away and that's all. But if it's your own house or your own thing, you'll try to take care of it and save it and keep it. So that's why I think it's very good. Mm -hmm. And so what other issues can you like, specifically outline with like a, let's say in America, they have like a, a popularity contest and it's like whoever wins becomes a president for either four years or eight years and like does that seem alien to you no i don't think it's a good thing and every state has its own rules and its own president i don't think it's a good thing to do you have you need to have something stable something keeps the country and I think the royal family is the best thing. Especially if you're having a really a good royal family. That's because the media trying to 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 promote that the royal family are really the royal families are really bad or the the Saudi family really bad. No, they're not really bad. They're giving us everything that we want. They're taking care of us. They're really a good good people, and we are mm -hmm. proud of them. But you probably you probably accept that. There's only been this big change recently mm. over the past six years. So I think that the, the, the criticism is going that, OK, the, these, these changes are happening, which is obviously very good for yourself mm. and the Saudi people. But before that, it, it probably felt like they had to be really pushed by the people to get simple things that we probably take for granted in the UK, such as, uh, well, women's rights to not have to ask permission to study. Mm. Like it, so I think potentially that's why it's getting criticised because it's like, well, you've only had these common women's rights mm. being applied to the nation only six years ago. So it it probably it feels from our perspective that it's behind in the times. But from mm -hmm. what you're from what you're telling me, it's like, well, they've they've seen that they've heard that criticism and the applying the changes mm. okay so before then in the nine in the 90s 70 60 the women are were allowed 
to drive, we're allowed to do everything. And then there, like a specific period of time, we call it Sahwa. This period of time came and changed a lot of things until now, mm-hmm. until six years. And then we're that's done. We erased that. So it's because of Sahwa. But before that, we didn't have all those things in ninety. In the 90s, 70s, and 60s, we didn't have that. So the period where the period of time was as um, that pronounced S A H W A movement. So this kind of movement, and also the NBC, the the Prince Mohammed Salman, he talks about this movement, and he said, yeah, this movement, uh, it's really changed a lot of things before and then now we're coming back to normal and you're talking about this movement and you're talking about also the media we're talking about this movement and you're talking about the the way that we have it here we have families we have tribes we have bedouins so we can't just come and change everything in one second or one day you just need to do that gradually so with the with the tribes what so, for example, Riyadh, the capital, mm. is owned by a certain tribe. No, no, no. That that was like a, before the Saudi, the the, the Saudi uh, royal family. No, I I mean like, I mean like, uh, we have many tribes in Riyadh, and those tribes are having specific culture, specific rules. They do it between their own children. So you just can't come and change that in one second. You should be equal. You should have the balance between the new generation and the old generation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think there's there's also, it's complicated to just change a society. I, th- I think I've, I've seen that. They'll get here. not. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, here in the Czech Republic, uh, the bureaucracy is frustrating, to be honest. and. So they've only been an independent country since uh, 1989 to 1991. And prior to that, they were under Soviet rule. And it's like they've had this independence given to them and society's still changing over the past um, 30 years. So, for example, now even to do things, is very difficult and I think my personal opinion is because they've lived a certain way for a long period of time mm-hmm. that it's 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 like it takes a while for the whole system to change yeah it doesn't allow them to change and just yeah it's, it's, so over the uh like when you look at probably uh if you go walk through Prague and things are very westernized and modern but when you get actually get stuck into the culture, something can feel uh, stuck in the past a little bit. Like uh, little things with when I booked a visa appointment rather than things that I'd expect. It was just like a, a, an email like, oh, you, you have an appointment booked at half nine. It was like, oh, no, you just have to write it down, show up. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. this, this doesn't seem like it's a... The old way. Yeah. And that's that's probably the, the case in Saudi Arabia, like especially how much you've changed over the past six years. It's like, well, okay, we're gonna set this vision, but it's like everything has to change with that. 
yeah every person needs to change like you can't just change one part of the community and the other part no they're not allowing themselves to change that will make like a conflict between them and that will change the stability of the country and it, it would you say it's rather a stable country yeah i rather to have a stable country rather than having like a people that are fighting with each other to just set their own thing so how do how do you think of uh let's say what country do you look at the most would you say america or england like when you look at what goes on there what is it that surprises you does that does that culture seem not as stable as what you've got After the black uh, thing and the murder and all of those things in America and also coronavirus, it just shows that uh, it's really weak inside the inside inside America. The thing that's happening right now, it's making America really weak. The virus and the pandemic and all those things. Yeah. So you see, like you just think, I rather I rather having a stable country rather than just a, a fancy country. America uh, looks, from outside looks fancy, but if you go inside after coronavirus, it's really bad from inside. Well, I think even even prior to uh, coronavirus, they've had their own issues that you've got to deal with. I think a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, and uh, the, there's a big movement going on at the moment called anti-work, and people are just resigning from jobs because they're sick of having to deal with but this lifestyle. But they get welfare check. Yes, they get they get welfare checks. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not completely sure how the whole process works. I just know that there's a there's a big movement going on at the moment where people are quitting the jobs and trying to make work work for them. And there's things where like minimum wage just doesn't get uh, improved. They work shitty retail jobs and get treated <laughs> like shit. They get like. 10 days paid leave per year and for example if you go to the hospital and um, most companies you're working in these jobs then and you let's say you're sick for two weeks you've probably got to pay, if you've not got insurance you've got to pay for the hospital mm-hmm. bills you're not getting paid by the company that you work for while you're there it's like then you're, you're thrown into the wild then you, there's no that's... support network yeah that's why i prefer to have like a safe country there's no safety in America, you need to pay for your property tax, your own tax. Uh, you need to pay for the car insurance every year. You don't have a medical insurance. And if you do have, you need to pay for that. You can't guarantee your own job. Uh, if you work, as I know, if you work in a government place, they're not giving you a lot of money as a private place. And if you work in a private place, there's no guarantee that you will stay forever. It's really complicated. Uh, there's no like a, um, a right for a divorced woman to get a money or whether to get money or if you have some kind of disability to to get really a, someone who helps you. No, you don't have. It's very complicated. So that's why, as I told you, the media trying to destroy our government or like their reputation, and they're really wrong because we have we have the most powerful thing in this entire world, safety. Mm-hmm. 
I live and I'm, I'm sure I will not get I will not get uh, get kicked out of my place because of the priority tax property tax sorry I think that I think America America's a strange place I like uh, being well previously part of Europe that <laughs> now not anymore but you get there are a lot of rights you get in the UK which are probably like slowly changing and we're turning to more profit driven to be honest but I'd say a lot capitalism like America yeah we we are I mean it's becoming common to have our uh, national health service become private it's not at the moment but uh, I know a person who worked for a company that was profiting from selling supplies to the NHS and I understand that's how business works but I I don't want the, the UK to go down a path where it's going to be like America. Uh, that's yeah, kind of it's like a capitalism. So they don't care about you. They just care about the money. Yeah, I think that the reason, the reason why I, I, I think that the UK system is quite beneficial is Okay, you're you're allowed your your vote, and obviously if you, if your party doesn't win, that you vote for, then you ride it out till the next election. Maybe maybe they'll win again, maybe they won't. But I think what democracy allow allow society to do is basically choose who they think is right for this current time frame. Mm-hmm. So you could say, okay, for four years you needed this prime minister, for eight years you needed them. And you can just have a public opinion of who's going to be the best. Now, once that changes, like at the moment, we've got Boris Johnson. And I'm not sure if you've seen what's been happening recently. He's had, so the, last year when we had all the COVID rules, you weren't allowed to see any family. You couldn't go to any parties. And then while he was announcing this, I think there's a rumour now for parties that they had inside the Houses of Parliament. So were they actually, I think one was outside Downing Street where they give the press conference not to tell anybody, not uh, to tell everyone that you couldn't see family. And then video footage came out of them all, uh, a few people joking about them having a party. And it's like, oh, it wasn't a party, it was just breakfast. It was uh, (laughs) bread and cheese. And uh, everyone, everyone's just absolutely crucifying uh, Boris Johnson online. So, but, it's unlikely that he's going to resign unless more evidence comes out. So it's, I think that there's clearly that that's, you know, a specific example. It's not going into like the actual details of politics. It's just like, well, this person's made a mistake. Now everyone thinks he's a dick, but I think there's pros and cons of having the democracy and the, the the benefit is like well once you've had enough of a certain person you get a chance to change that where and as try a female, and try and then lose a lot of money and your income will kind of really it will affect your income so i don't think it's like a good thing how do you mean what how do you mean it'll affect your income the person in charge yeah in charge it's just gonna take money yeah well you, yeah. you could you do get taxed but there's that's what I mean. So it's, what's strange is like you're saying you get you get free healthcare, free university. Let's see. 
Ben? Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah, and I guess the the taxes that we pay fund that service, but the the benefit that you get is that you've got um, that constant support from the royal family. Now, obviously, we do have a royal family in England, but oh, Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, but I would yeah. I would say most uh, the younger generation people my age, I guess, don't see the point of it. Yeah, they because, do not think, as you know. Yeah, it seems it seems like they don't do anything, and it's like, well, it's like, oh, well, they're born into this life, which can be infuriating for people in the general. It's like public. a picture from outside, maybe. Yeah. Whereas your perspective on a royal family, you would think that <clears throat> it would be better to have the UK to keep the royal family running things. Well, um, it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult to compare the Western mind or culture and also the Middle East or the Gulf country. All the Gulf country the way of thinking it's kind of hard because maybe what's what's fits us maybe it doesn't fit Europe but in general I think if you're having a royal family they, they will try really hard to keep their land and make it really good because this is their own thing as you own it and as you own a company or a institution or a place you want to make it really good so that's what I think if you make it forever, if you own that forever, like if you own a restaurant forever, you're gonna make it the best restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, you could there could be an argument made there for saying, well, I guess, as everything's not owned by the state in England or in in America, and it's owned by individuals, then the individual person will want to make that the best that they could possibly. Mm. I think yeah, it, it comes, maybe. It, yeah, I think it comes down to the, the person who's doing it. But anyway, Nora, thank you for talking to you. And I understand it's very late. That it must be it past midnight now. Yeah. I <laughs> know uh, it's fine. Uh, so we don't we don't sleep now. We don't sleep at twelve p.m. a.m. We sleep at like one two a.m. And it's weekend. It's, it's Thursday. It's the week. It's not a weekend. Yeah, it's Thursday. Thursday. It's weekend for us. Thursday. It's our weekend. It's um, our weekends are Friday and Saturday. Okay, why is that? <laughs> Strange, <laughs> because like there is a pray tomorrow. We have like a specific pray on, on Friday. Okay. We do it, yeah. So, we can start tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's from me that because I thought it was gonna. You're in work tomorrow. No, 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 says... I'm not. Oh, so your Monday is a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, I get, yeah, my, my, my Sunday, it's my one day. Yeah, that sounds like it. Sunday before is... That, we were, before that, we were, our weekend was Wednesday. Like, when... starts at Thursday, uh, start on Thursday. Okay, and why, yeah. why was that? And we start working, <laughs> I have no idea, and we start working at Saturday. Okay, that's strange. So, it's like a... Such an odd way to structure your week. Yeah, maybe. It's like in Emirates now, they have like a three days as an off day. They have 
they have uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday for Muslims, uh, as I know. Saturday for Jewish, Sunday for Christians. They do now. They do that now in Emirates. Okay, so is everyone? So even everyone's just going to be off tomorrow, no matter the religion. Yeah. And yeah. Emirates, and also in here, but here we just have Friday and Saturday. We didn't have Sunday like Emirates. Okay. Okay, so and why would you go to sleep at that time? Yeah. <laughs> just because it's weekend. I don't want to oh, sleep right. okay. early and wake up <laughs> early. Like work. Feels okay. like work. Yeah, well, I thought it, I thought it was going to be some religious reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the prayer for this time is just for men. They go to the mosque. I can't do it at home. It's like 12 p.m. It's not really like. Okay, well, is there anything that you've uh, maybe thought about that you wanted to bring up? Mm. The only thing that I wanted, it's really kind of weird for, for me. I okay. see, like, I see people in the West, they think that Mexico it's safer than Saudi Arabia, and that's really kind of weird for us. Mexico? Yeah. What's see, American, I, uh, they go to Mexico, and they think it's safer than... Gulf countries, and I see no point from that. It's pointless, and it's weird, funny, also at the same time. Yeah, I think that's that's probably driven by media. Yeah, it's driven. Well, it's driven by the media and the the wars that have been going on in the Middle East. I think there's just like a an association thing where people see war, Middle East, Gulf countries. That whole place is fucked. That's <laughs> people don't educate themselves. They don't try to look at the map and figure out where the Gulf countries are and where's Afghanistan and where's Iraq and where's the other countries. Yeah, It's well, really far, it's not close. Yeah, I had this when I traveled to um, Israel or Palestine. It was a lot of people like, oh, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you'll die. You're going to get blown up. There's going to be a terrorist attack, all this shit. And it's like, well, there's terrorist attacks in Manchester, or there's terrorist attacks in London, there's terrorist attacks in Europe. It's like, okay, obviously some places you're going to go are a bit more risky than others. But realistically, because of the the state of Israel, it's, I would say it's a safe place simply because of the military presence that is the, like, it's on a level that I've never seen before where you'd go into it felt like wherever you'd go there was someone with a gun and it to be honest it it didn't feel safe it felt more intimidating mm-hmm. because it was just like wherever you went you were getting questioned if you're going on yeah it's really uh, a trick yeah like I was getting on the train and your bag is going through like airport style scanners and you're getting searched while you're getting on a train. It's like, okay, I understand, but this must be frustrating to go through if you're living there every day. I guess it's normal because they're close to Gaza, and it's kind of normal to expect everything that maybe will happen. So I guess it's just normal. Yeah, well, I remember there was like... uh, So when we went to the hostel, the guy, they're like, oh, yeah, there could be... If you hear like a missile siren, 
it's like you got to do this, this, this. But everyone's like joking about it, didn't think it was going to happen. Like, ah, ha, ha. And some siren went off by accident or something. Ooh. But I've never seen like it's a mood. Scary. Yeah, I've never seen a mood change so quickly. It's really everyone, scary. Yeah, everyone absolutely shit themselves, including myself. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you regretted that, maybe. Yeah, I mean, in that moment, but actually being there, it was uh, possibly one of the biggest culture shocks I've had. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, and also what's what's really makes me angry when people think that we're like desert. If you go to Africa, they're really poor. If you go to India, they're not having like a, they're really a high income as what we have. And people are really surprised, like the Americans when they come here for like concerts, Oh, this is Saudi Arabia. We thought it, we thought it was like desert. Seriously, <laughs> South Africa they don't have desert, and they have really many good, interesting things. And also India, you think like the country that owns oil and other things to be just desert? It's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Yeah, I did think that most of your country was going to be desert, but I knew that there'll be. Uh, a lot of wealth there simply because I've seen like people walking around London and Saudis walk around London and then the cars that they're driving and I think I've told I think I've told you a story of where what they'll do is fly a car fly cars over for like the weekend and drive around the city fucking insane right, that, <laughs> but for that, us for us for like golf for people from the Gulf you know that people they really every time in, in London Kuwaitis they love London and they're really rich because of their currencies like the highest currency in the world so they go to to England and they look like us so I think those were Kuwaitis and also Saudis they do that the same but the, the majority are from Kuwait and Qatar yeah yeah well, that that area so like Qatar Saudi Arabia um, Kuwait mm-hmm. it seems to be just like Yeah, well, desert and then just really quick developments over the past 20, 30 years. But I've showed you, if you remember that the south of my country, just trees and mountains and it's really cold all the year. If you go to the north, it's really cold also in the winter and we have snow in the winter in the north. I remember remember the last year on Twitter, it was a trend. The north of south of Saudi Arabia has like camels and snow and people were laughing. Is that real? It's like a Photoshop. It's not a Photoshop. It's it's real. We have many climate diversities in my country. So and also if you go to the west, it just and the east, it's like humid and sea. But if you go to the capital city, we don't have sea. That's really a good country. It's not because it's my country. But it's interesting to discover that it's not just desert. I think that there's misconceptions now that can get addressed quicker because because of like YouTube or social media, you can just quickly find information. Whereas I don't know, I think I heard for the first time when I was younger that you'd get like a finger chopped off for stealing something. And you just have to, you just have to believe it because you could. It was like, well, someone's told me that. I can't really check it. <laughs> I can't, can't really go and ask people, so it must be true. So I think that gradually the the perception is going to change. 
of the country. And it'll just take time. People have it with England as well, where it's like, oh, uh, all British people sound like this because they're from London. Or whereas rea- realistically, it's like there's a vast majority of people, yeah. a large majority of people who live outside of London. And there's things exist that are outside. Just go and discover it. Don't just go up with the media. Yeah. Okay, no. Well, I need to go to sleep because I'm tired anyway. So it was lovely to speak to you again. Thank you. Uh, It was my pleasure to do that with you. It was a nice conversation. Have a nice day. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You Bye-bye.